Welcome to the Confidence Lounge podcast, where we cover all things confidence in life and business. I'm your host, Elise Conroy, and I'm on a passionate mission to help thousands of women across the world feel more confident from the inside out, because not on my watch am I ever going to watch another woman do insecure life and business again. So if you're ready to become your most confident self, mama, or businesswoman, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So grab your favorite beverage, get nice and comfy, and get ready to receive today's confidence injection. Welcome back to the Confidence Lounge podcast. All right, my friends, I'm noticing a theme coming up for so many women in my life who I know and love, and it's so interesting how this happens to where all of a sudden it seems like everybody's facing the same thing. And I always know, hey, when that happens, I got to come on and talk about this in a podcast. So here we are. And the thing that I see that is coming up for so many women in my life right now is being copied. So have you ever been copied before? If so, you might have some feelings about it. A lot of us do, right? So the reality about being copied is it is one of the biggest forms of flattery. You might have heard that saying, but there is no denying that when somebody takes your work, somebody copies your style, somebody replicates something that is unique or signature to you, it can feel terrible. There can be some pain attached to that, right? So what I want to do today is have a conversation about what to do when someone copies you and also how to deal with the person that is doing the copying. Because I have a very unique perspective on copying that I want to share with you. And my goal is to really challenge maybe some of your thoughts and beliefs about being copied and do some work to heal some of that pain and that tenderness that comes along with someone actually copying you, right? Okay, so let's dive into this. So my entire career, starting back when I came into the beauty industry in 2006, all the way to current of me being a coach, having an online business, I've been copied. And I do not see being copied as a bad thing. Because when people copy you, it's because you're an original. It's because you have innovative ideas. It's because you're paving a path that has never been paved before. So I've been copied countless times, and I'm going to share some specific examples with you today and give you some tips on how to handle this. And if you're somebody who really fears being copied or is hurt or threatened when you get copied, my goal is to really help you shift that perspective by the end of our time together today. So let me start off by just telling you a few times in my career that I have been copied. And the first one was definitely the most painful. (laughs) So when I worked in the beauty industry doing product development and marketing, my job was to innovate. That is what my paycheck was rooted in, right? It was my job to come up with ideas and then bring that product to life. So a big part of my role was traveling all around the world looking for new raw materials and ingredients to put into the cosmetics or personal care products that I was creating. And this part of the role was an absolute dream come true for me because I was seeing brand new technology first. I was finding ways to create beauty products with the things that I was seeing at these raw material shows or these trade shows. And there was one specific trip. I was on a trip in Asia. I was in Hong Kong and I found this material and had a revolutionary idea on how to use it. And I literally did not waste any time. It was like my butt was on fire. I'm running as fast as I can home to bring this idea to life. So I got NDA which are non-disclosure agreements. So anytime you are trying to protect your ideas, you always want to have an NDA in place. So that way it protects you from being copied. So I had this in place to ensure that nobody could steal this idea because I knew this was going to be a million, million, million dollar seller, like multi, multi millions were going to be created from this innovation. So I got a manufacturer on board. I showed them the raw material after the NDAs were signed and they agreed to develop the formula. So when that agreement was made, 
one of the things that we were very, very firm on is you are not to show this concept to anybody else. We need a launch exclusive. We made prototypes for it. Everything was genius and it was locked down. This was like top level secrecy, right? So we made the prototypes. I approved the formula. We're moving full steam ahead with the launch to get the product to market as quickly as possible because a lot of times when you're working with the factories in Asia, they show your idea to other people. It just happens, right? So I knew I needed to work on this as quickly as possible so that way we could be first to market so here I go I'm just so excited about this and literally in an instant everything fell apart so despite having my concept protected despite having all of the agreements in place with the raw material manufacturers and the vendor who was going to produce this product we had rock-solid agreements in place the manufacturer that we were working with took my idea and they sold it to one of the biggest brands in the world which was our direct competitor and the brand that took the concept basically hired one of the biggest A-list celebrities in the world to front the campaign. And within a month, my idea, my shades, my revolutionary technology was on the shelves making millions of dollars for somebody else. And I will not lie, I was absolutely devastated. And sadly, this happens a lot in the beauty industry. There, you know, for so many people who don't know the ins and the outs of the beauty industry, they think every single brand has their own lab that makes their own formulas. That's not how it works. Every brand is working with the same labs, unless you're some of the corporate giants, then they have their own labs. But I remember I was just, I was on the floor in my office, just like, how could this happen? Like having a full on temper tantrum because I could not believe that they had totally screwed us over. But they saw the financial opportunity that had come from this concept that I had created. And of course, you know, they were going to make more money with this other brand. So of course, they're going to sell it to them. And to say that I was devastated would be an understatement because it literally felt like somebody took something that was mine and ripped it away from me and executed it with ad dollars and marketing dollars that the brand I had worked for at the time never would have been able to compete with. And I'm not going to lie, they did a really good job. <laughs> they did a really good job. And this ended up being one of their number one launches of all time. And I had to really work myself just as a human to find the bright side in this because the reality was the technology was now out there. The women in the world who were spending all of their money to buy this product were now receiving the benefits of an idea that had come from my mind. So the end result of what I wanted when I embarked upon this journey to develop this product was still achieved, but it just looked completely different than I had expected it to. So instead of resisting it, instead of protesting, instead of sending lawyers out and making this huge, you know, drawn out legal battle to argue this was my idea, blah, 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 right? I chose to accept it. And I chose to see that this was still a success, even though it hurt. And I chose to move on to my next innovation and I didn't spend any more time on it because the reality was it was done. I couldn't lose any more sleep over it. I couldn't dedicate any more tears to it. It was done. It was out there. And I knew at the end of the day, where the idea had come from. And the other people who decided to screw us over, they're the ones who had to lay their head on the on their pillow at night and know what they did. I didn't have to have that same conversation with myself because I didn't do anything wrong, right? I just introduced my genius into the world. And of course, people want to copy it because it was revolutionary, right? And this is what's hard always about when I share these examples with you. I have so many NDAs in place that I've signed with the brands that I've worked for, and I can't tell you what product it was, but it kills me because I wish that you could know all of the beauty tea of what happens <laughs> behind your favorite products, right? So another time where my work was copied was 
it was involving a team member. So I had a counterpart. We basically did the same job. She worked on one category. I worked on another and we did the same role. So we were both in product development and marketing. And I noticed that there was a system that we had in place that was very outdated. It created a lot of confusion. And I love updating processes. I love updating SOPs, which are basically standard operating procedures. I love making things run super, super efficient. So if I see a gap in the process, it's just kind of my natural inclination and my leadership style to evolve the process to make it work better for everybody involved. So I had seen that there were some complications with this way we were doing something and it was creating a lot of confusion for everybody involved. So what I decided to do was dedicate six months to overhauling this process. And I created a beautiful process with an implementation plan. I presented it to our cross-functional teams. Everybody was on board with it. They all loved it. They saw the promised land, right? They were like, oh my God, this is going to make everything so much easier. And I was so proud of this work because I had spent six months building these systems and building these processes. And I knew everybody in the company was going to benefit from this work. So we had a town hall meeting. I went up to present my work and this will, I still can't believe this happened. My counterpart stepped in front of me and began to present my process as hers. And here I am just so flabbergasted. I literally went into freeze mode. Like if you all have heard that, there's a reaction that we have when we are so shocked. It's like our nervous system just goes on overload and we literally freeze. And I froze and I'm just watching this play out. And I'm, and she's telling everyone how she thought of this and how she'd worked six months on it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Is this really happening? And I did not say a word, which is so unlike me. Usually I'd be like, bitch, what? You know, but I could not believe what I was seeing. And it hurt so bad because how could you stand up in front of the whole entire company and take credit for something you damn well knew was not yours. You put no effort into this. You put no time into creating this system, creating this process, but yet you're going to stand in the whole entire company, in front of the company, and lie and take credit for it. And I remember she stood up there for, it had to have been probably about a half an hour presenting it because I had presented it to her. So she knew she took my slides (laughs) and presented them as if they were hers. And then she got the credit for it. And everybody gave her a standing ovation. And inside, I felt like I was dying. And there was part of me that was like, you know what? Why, why do I even try to make things better? Why do I even care? Why did I do this? Why did I dedicate so much effort? And everybody in the room who knew that it was me was looking at me like, Elise, say something. Like, say something. But I could not, in that moment, stand in front of the company and initiate a fight. It wasn't worth it. Because once again, just in the same way that I felt about the other project, the work was out there. The process was going to be introduced. Everybody was going to benefit from it. So who cares where it came from? And as much as we all say like, oh, it would have felt good for my ego if I would have gotten the credit, I understand the lifetime impact of what that process is going to do for that company. I understand how much revenue is going to be generated. I understand how many less, you know, meltdowns people are going to have because things are going to be running so much smoother and more efficiently. So whatever. It wasn't worth a fight to me. And people had come to me, some of my coworkers were like, no, you have to confront her. And I'm like, why? Once again, she knows what she did. I'm not the thief of somebody else's work. My integrity is in alignment. Hers is not. She has to live with that decision. So I could have fought it, but why? 
I chose to be the bigger person. And some of you listening might be like, oh, at least if I was you. And you might have had that reaction, but you never know what you're going to do until you're in that moment because I would have said the same thing. I would have said I would have been the first person to take her aside and scream at her, whatever. And granted, we did have a conversation, but it wasn't a conflict. It didn't need to go there, right? So another time where I had seen somebody copy me was I had gotten really close with somebody who also worked in the coaching industry and she had always been an admirer of my branding and the words that I was saying and the work that I was doing. And I, I love when, you know, we get to share ideas and we get to collaborate, but I typically can recognize right away if somebody is flattering me with the intention to copy me or they're flattering me just because they admire my work and they want to be a fan of my work, right? And I had a hunch when she was talking to me that she was pulling inspiration from the work that I was doing. So it came as no surprise when I went to her Instagram page and now all of a sudden she had done a rebrand. She had the same brand colors. She was using the same exact font. She was now niching to confidence. She was talking in the same way that I would talk, using the same type of words. She started wearing fuchsia lipstick. She was really all of a sudden into makeup when that was never a thing that she had been into before. She started collaborating with the same type of people that I was collaborating with. And it was so interesting because I just kind of laughed to myself as I saw it. And ironically, a couple weeks later, the same thing happened. And I have a friend who runs a branding agency. And I had sent her just as a joke, I forwarded her the two Instagram accounts. And I was like, when your branding's so strong that you see it all over Instagram, she's like, Oh, my God, those people definitely copied you. And 100% they did. And I think for a lot of us, when we like stuff that someone else is creating, we're just kind of naturally gravitating towards it. And maybe you've seen this happen in your personal life. Like, for example, when you've spent a lot of time with somebody, you kind of start talking like them or you start using the same, you know, phrases or little, you know, puns that they might use. So that just happens, right? We we don't even realize sometimes that we're doing it. But these two, for example, I mean, there was really no question. They straight up ripped exactly what I was doing, right? So that had happened. But once again, I chose to just let it go because I love my branding. So if more people can love it too, Amen, right? Who doesn't love a hot pink? (laughs) Okay, another time this happened, and this was on the personal front, and because I've been copied, you know, both personally and professionally, was a friend that I had at the time when I had first moved to LA, she had come to stay with me. And things had gotten really weird very fast when she had come to my house because I noticed I got home from work one day and she was wearing my clothes. And I'm like, oh, well, didn't you bring your own clothes? (laughs) That's a little strange. And at the time, I'm embarrassed to even admit this, but this was in the early 2000s. So she, do you remember those clip-in hair pieces where it looks like you had a really high ponytail? Well, if you remember it, I'm totally dating myself, but I loved those ponytails. It was literally like I wore it every day. I thought I was the coolest person ever for having this clip-on ponytail because I loved a ponytail that had volume. (laughs) Still do. So I came home and she's now wearing my ponytail and I'm like, oh no, like this is, this is getting really weird. And so the next day I go into work and my boss at the time told me that a friend had come in and asked for an interview and she had said that she had known me. And I'm like, oh really? That's crazy. Who, what was her name? And it was the girl who was staying with me. And then I'm dating this guy and all of, all of a sudden he's telling me now that she's hitting on him. And then my car went missing and she's driving around town with my fake ponytail with my boyfriend going to my job, driving my car. And I'm like, okay, literally this is legit insane. And then I hear her on the phone and she's talking exactly like me. 
and it really creeped me out. It was like, what was that movie, Single White Female? That's the one where she like goes crazy, right? Like it was really creepy. So I asked her to leave. I told her she can't have my job. She can't drive my car. She can't wear my clothes. She can't have my boyfriend. Because at the core of it all, the reason why I was so triggered is is it felt like she was robbing me of my individuality. And I really, after moving to Los Angeles, made it a point to focus on really making myself feel comfortable with my uniqueness. I've always been unique. That was part of the reason why I was bullied as a kid growing up is because I didn't fit in. I was different than everybody. And when I moved to LA, I wanted to embrace that because LA is the melting pot of every single culture, vibe, you know, size, shape, color. We're all here, right? And for the first time, I was like, wow, I get to finally be my own little unique unicorn. I don't have to be like anybody else. I get to just be me. And now all of a sudden I have this person who's following me around trying to be that me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So we ended up stopping our friendship. It was very creepy, right? But it just was one of those things where I was like, why can't you just be yourself? Like, why do you feel the need to take something from me? Why can't you have your own thing, right? So I want to use that as a segue to talk about why people actually copy you. And it comes down to one fundamental thing is they lack a sense of self and trust in their ability to be an original. I want to say that again. They lack a sense of trust and and a sense of self in their ability to be an original. So when you lack a sense of self, at the core of it, you don't know who you are. So you end up being a chameleon where you're like, ooh, I like that from that person. I'll take a little bit of that. Oh, I like that over there. I'll take a little bit of that. And when you don't trust yourself to be unique or be accepted as who you truly are, we end up becoming a form of who we are around, right? People say like you end up becoming who you spend your most time with, right? The You're a product of the five people that you spend your most time with. And that's that just happens naturally, right? That's why so many people, it's like they end up being just like their friends. They're like, oh, like attracts like. I can only hang out with people that are exactly like me because they don't know how to be unique. They don't know how to sit alone. They don't know how to stand out in a crowd and feel secure standing out, right? So we end up being these kind of people pleasing versions where it's like, oh, everybody likes that. So I'm going to go do that. Or, oh, this is the trend of the moment. I'm going to go do that. So when people are copying you, it's showing you that you are a unique, authentic original. And I want you to celebrate that. If you've been copied, you're doing something right, right? You are that innovator as I started this whole entire conversation with, and you will always be copied when you are an innovator. So a set, another reason why people copy you is they want something that you have. And typically that's driven by envy and lack. And if you're new to the term lack, it's really just the belief that there's never going to be enough for you. So like what I witnessed with my friend, she felt like, oh, well, I'm never going to have the cool job and the cool clothes and the cool boyfriend and the cool car. So let me go. I'm jealous of her. So I'm going to try to take all those things from her, right? So for a lot of us, it's easier to mimic than it is to decide on our own. Because people are like, well, I don't know who I am, but I know I like how she is, so I'm just going to go do that, right? So the reality is that when we are in that place of mimicking and avoiding deciding who we are, because P.S., who you are is a decision. And I think for a lot of us, we get stuck in this idea that people tell us who we are. No, no, no. You have it backwards. We decide who we are. But for so many of us, people are like telling us our whole lives, oh, you're smart, you're, you know, pretty, whatever. So then we start wearing these ideas that other people have offered us, like bumper stickers that just inform who we are. But if you've done that and you don't like who you are, 
it's time to start peeling off those bumper stickers. It's time to start deciding who you are versus allowing the world or other people's projections and opinions and judgments of you to inform who you are at the core. Who you are is a decision. And you get to decide with intention who you want to be in this world, how you look, how you dress, how you think, how you behave. Those are all decisions. So someone that is truly confident and secure in themselves would never, never, ever, ever feel the need to copy others because they know who they are. They feel secure in their own skin. They're okay standing out in a crowd. They're okay being the innovator, right? So they have that confidence and that internal intrinsic security within themselves to where they'll never feel the need to mimic somebody else. Because why would you mimic somebody when you're an original, when you're an authentic? So I want to offer you that because I think for a lot of us, we're kind of sleepwalking through life. We're like, oh, I don't know who I am. I don't know how I got here. So if that's you, amazing. Now we've had this conversation. You get to check back in. And what you can do is just start making a list. And what I love to start with my clients is who are you and who are you not? So you can just start writing down, I am. I am smart. I am funny. I am pretty. I love to do these things. These things make me happy. I enjoy spending my time doing this. I love this movie. I love this food, right? Because all of those are just components of who you are. And then look at who you're not. So I am not somebody who loves to travel. I am not somebody who enjoys, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, like whatever it is for you, right? Because I think for a lot of us, we don't know where to begin. So you can just start looking at who you think you are and who you think you're not. And then once you've made that list for yourself, then it gives you the ability to start making decisions, right? Because you might find who you are when you actually look at that. You might not like some of the things on that list. And that's okay. Don't shame. Don't judge. Just decide, okay, well, if I don't like this about me, what do I want to do different instead? Who do I want to be instead? If I don't like that I'm somebody that's always late, if I don't like somebody that I've hurt people in the past, if I don't like that I'm somebody that doesn't take good care of myself or is overweight, whatever it might be for you. Okay, if you don't like that, who do you want to be instead, right? Because you get to decide every single day when you wake up in the morning who you are, what you do, what you say yes to, how you spend your time. And I truly look at every single day as the opportunity to reinvent myself. Because if I didn't like who I was yesterday, okay, cool, I can do something different tomorrow. And for a lot of us, that scares us because it's like, hold on, no, I am this person and I will always be this person and I will never change because change feels terrifying. And for a lot of us, when we start to change, then that's when our friends, our family, our coworkers are like, oh, that's not the version of you that I know. The you that I know would never do that. Okay, so what, right? Hey, it's a new day. It's a new me. So don't feel the need to lock yourself into a certain persona, a certain way of being, a certain way of looking, just because that's always who you've been. You get to wake up every single morning and decide who you are from a place of intention, just like I do. And if you didn't like something you did yesterday, okay, cool. What are you going to do tomorrow? No big deal. If you're listening to this and thinking, oh my God, I'm somebody who hasn't changed since I was in high school or college, or I haven't had any real growth. Maybe you're still wearing your hair and makeup the same. Maybe you're still at the same job, but that's not what you really want to do. That's not really how you want to look. Okay. How do you want to do it different, right? You get to be your own original. So I want to offer you some ideas on how to fight off the imitators, right? (laughs) And really how to protect yourself if you are somebody who is in a place of being copied because you are that fabulous, unique original, right? 
So the first is you've got to protect yourself. So when I launched my business, Soul Makeup, I wanted to protect my work. So back in 2019, I spent a lot of money trademarking the name Soul Makeup. And in doing that, I didn't know exactly where this business was, where it was going to go, but I knew I was in this for the long haul and I wanted to be legally protected. I didn't know if this was someday going to evolve into products. I didn't know if this was going to, you know, my original ideas, I wanted it to be experiences, but enter 2020 and have a global pandemic where the world shuts down. Okay, we got to pivot right? So, so I still, I have so many dreams and I don't know where this business is going to go. And that's the most exciting part about being an entrepreneur is that we get to do whatever we want. So I love that expansive way of looking at my business, but I knew in terms of the name, I wanted to be legally protected. And it's interesting because I actually went through a legal battle and this was my first introduction into doing big business because a massive fitness company who also shares the name Soul in their name, you might know who I'm talking about, came to me and said that I was infringing upon their trademark. And I'm like, I love that you're so threatened by me. That is amazing, you know? And it just once again was like, oh, I'm an originator, original, I'm an innovator, I do unique things that this company is seeing my whole entire plan and the, because when you're, when you're trademarking something, you have to put in all of the areas where you're wanting protection. So I went and I trademarked in so many different categories. So they're like, whoa, this girl is going to do this. She's going to do this. Like we got to shut her down before she gets started because she could be a threat to us. And once again, no one is going to be threatened by you if you're not an innovator, if you're not an original. So I was like, oh, good job, Elise. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be if this company who makes, I don't even know how many millions of dollars a year is coming for me, right? So I didn't know where this business was going to go. So I wanted to make sure that no matter where I went, I was legally protected. So you can do the same thing for yourself. If you have a unique idea, copyright it, trademark it, do the legal work to protect your genius. The second way you can protect yourself is really, or sorry, to fight off the imitators is to determine who you want to be ahead of time. So if you're an original, like I said, you're going to be copied. Just make space for that to happen. And then you get to decide if it's a problem or not once that happens, right? For me, I just see it as something that this has just always happened now, so I don't make it a problem. So if you are somebody who could be potentially threatened if someone copies you, I want you to think about who do you want to be if that happens? I want you to think about ahead of time. Okay, if somebody does copy me, who do I want to be in that moment? Do you want to hire legal protection and go after them to shut them down? Do you want to be the woman who has a conversation with love and says, hey, I noticed that your work looks really similar to mine. Like, what's happening here, right? And just have like a genuine conversation. Do you want to be the some, some the person that just, you know, is like me and is like, cool, my genius is in the world. Amen. More validation than I'm an innovator, right? Who do you want to be in that moment? This is self-image work at its finest. So when we talk about self-image work, this is really your thoughts and beliefs about yourself. So when you get ahead of this question of who do I want to be when this happens, you get to decide, I'm going to be the person that's unfazed. I'm going to be the person that talks about it publicly and shares, hey, I got copied and here's what you can do to protect yourself too. I'm going to be the person that confronts it because not on my watch. Am I going to let somebody take my work, right? You can decide ahead of time who you want to be. And I want you to also think about how you want to feel when this happens. For me, I choose to see it as neutral. It's just happening, right? I don't attach feelings to it. So I want you to think about, are you going to be angry 
right? And you're not going to make that a problem. Are you going to use this as a confidence boost and be like, oh, copied again. I'm doing amazing work, right? So think about how you want to feel and who you want to be ahead of time, because what that's going to do is prepare you for the moment that it happens. So in, in terms of understanding how you're feeling, I want to take this a little bit deeper. So let's say you are somebody who is threatened when your work is copied and you know that about yourself ahead of time. Okay, I want you to go to the root of why. Go all the way down the rabbit hole and ask yourself why until you truly gain that understanding of why you would feel threatened or why you would feel angry or whatever it might be. Because I want you to look at those things and maybe you are triggered because somebody took something from you when you were younger. Maybe you felt like, oh God, I can never just be myself because everybody always is taking things from me, right? So like see what is down there because for a lot of us, we have things that happen in our adult life and we're triggered and we don't understand why we're triggered, but we have all these feelings about it. And it really could just be some untreated trauma. It could be a repressed childhood memory. Maybe you lived your entire life feeling stifled and scared to be yourself and you finally create the courage to use your voice and that's when your work is taken, right? And it tapped into that old wound that's rooted in not feeling worthy of being seen and heard. Now, next thing you know, you're back in your turtle shell hiding because God forbid somebody took something from you. So I also want you to think about what feeling do you need to be willing to feel to feel secure putting yourself out there? So do you need to be willing to feel threatened? Do you need to be willing to feel angry? Do you need to be willing to feel confrontational or to feel neutral, right? Like for me, I, I'm just, I'm so immune to it at this point because I've done so much work around this. So when I, I remember like, I was so angry about that first time that it had happened with that massive launch when I had found the raw material in Asia. And I was thinking about it after the fact. And I was like, God, I had to be willing to feel everything because that hurt, right? I had to be willing to feel pain. I had to be willing to feel anger and shame and embarrassment and disappointment. And then on the other side of it, I had to be willing to feel compassion and love and grace to just let it go, to get me back to that point of neutrality, right? So what do you need to feel to really feel secure putting yourself out there? Think about that ahead of time. Because once again, then when it does happen, you're like, oh, okay, Elise told me to think about this. Now we're here. Okay, this is that moment. I've got to be willing to feel this thing. Okay, I'm going to strategically feel this, right? And then I want you to write your CEO policy on copying. My CEO policy is that I just make space for it to happen and I just say thank you for the validation and I extend them compassion and I comp- I keep confidently creating. I do not pay any time and attention to people that copy me, right? Because once again, from an intellectual property standpoint, everything that I wanted to protect is protected. And I put out all of my work in the world and I encourage people to share it. I encourage people, if I do a training, take everything from my training and go replicate it because I truly believe that the work that I'm doing is medicine and if you you are the vehicle who shares it. Amen. Go out there and share my work. Take it from me because I'm giving it to you with love. So that way everybody in this world can do this work to be a confident, more, you know, whole individual to be a more secure woman. Right? So I want you to go take my work. If you want to rip off this podcast, that's fine. Right? Like go take this because these tools, I want everybody to use them. So for me, that's my CEO policy. I just make space for it to happen. Thank you for the validation, compassion to you. And I confidently continue creating, right? So what is your CEO policy on copying? Write that for yourself. Because once again, then when it happens, you're even that much more prepared. Okay, the next thing you can do to really help yourself when it comes to fighting off the imitators is say something. So approach them. 
Make sure you diffuse your feelings, though, before approaching them. We don't want to come in at level 10 hot, right? And you're like, what, bitch? I can't believe you took my work, right? We don't want to do that. You don't want to approach anybody when you're in an emotionally charged state. So get yourself into a state of neutrality before you have the conversation. So what I would recommend doing is a little breathing exercise that I do with all of my clients, and I do this at all of my retreats, called the 3 by 3 method. So what you do is you breathe in for three seconds, you hold it at the top for three seconds, you release for three seconds, and you do that three times. And what this is going to do is bring you back to what's called homeostasis. So it's just going to get you back to neutral. It's going to calm your nervous system down. So that way you can think rationally and really make an educated decision of here's how I want to approach this. Here's what I want to say. Sometimes I'll even write it out if I'm going to confront somebody because I don't want to approach these conversations from a place of emotion. I want to approach it from a place of facts, right? Here's what you did. This is what is not okay with me. This is what I'm not okay standing for, right? Like you can empower yourself to just look at the facts of it and keep the emotion out of it because then you're more likely to actually get somewhere in the conversation. So you can also say something like, let's say you got copied at work, tell your boss. If you're an online business owner and your work got copied, report them online. And then I invite you to extend them grace, empathy, and compassion, and then let it go right? If you've ever done a ritual that I have done so many times to separate myself from painful things or to heal or to release energy of things that I'm attached to, they're called cord cutting ceremonies. If you've never done this before, I would highly invest or highly recommend to invest in learning how to do these. You can just go on any sort of meditation app, like whether it's Insight Timer, I'm sure the Calm app probably has something you can go on YouTube and just type in cord cutting and see what comes up and just pick which one, you know, you just want to play around with. And what these are designed to do is to help you separate yourself from any energy that is attached to you. So to me, this is my way of consciously saying I am no longer willing to be in an energetic relationship with you or the situation. I'm cutting the cord on this. I'm creating a break. So that way I am not affected by this anymore, right? So that's me taking personal responsibility for what energy I'm choosing to come into my into my body, into my mind, into my energy, like my just energetic sphere, right? So for you, you can do that cord cutting ceremony to separate yourself and then just allow yourself to heal on the other side of this experience. So those are some things you can do. Let me just recap this, right? So protect yourself, really determine who you want to be ahead of time, and say something if you feel called to. So my friends, the moral of this story is I would rather see you be an original whose ideas are copied versus being the copier who's struggling to come up with your own ideas. I would rather see you be an original any day. I would rather my concepts that help people go into this world in any capacity because that's my mission, right? And if that if I get copied along the way, so what? right? So if other people take my words, my ideas, my concepts to make that happen, it just shows me that I'm doing something right. So for you, you can see the same thing for yourself too. You can see that copying is the highest form of flattery, or you can decide that it's a problem and then you can do something about it. But I want you to remember at the core of it all, the reason why you're being copied is because you're an original. People don't copy people that are unoriginal. So I want you to take that copying as a source of confidence and use it as a self-esteem boost and tell yourself, my work is so valuable that somebody wants to replicate it. I'm so unique and so signature, you know, signature, have my own vibe going on that somebody wants to replicate it. And I want you to remember 
Nobody can truly take something that is meant to be yours and deliver it in the way that you can. It will never come across as authentic because it isn't theirs, right? And even if I think back to the examples that I gave you, there was still, even when people copied my ideas, I know there were other people where, like, for example, with the people that copied me online, the branding did not resonate. It repelled people at light speed because it wasn't their original vibe, right? So it they didn't seem like it was authentically there. So people were like, ugh, you know? Same thing like with my friend. Nobody accepted her as her because she was trying to be somebody else. So people will sense that it doesn't feel authentic and it will energetically repel them. And if you are somebody who is copied on a regular basis, I want to extend to you a really huge congratulations. Bravo, pat yourself on the back because you have truly made it into a league where somebody feels the need to take your work because they could never produce something of that level of quality and excellence on their own. So welcome to the Elite Innovation Club, my friends. We have arrived. (laughs) And one last thing that I want to leave you with today is there is only one version of you, which means nobody can ever duplicate your voice and your vision. So be confident about what you can uniquely bring to the world. Then compassionately invite the person who is cloning your vibe to develop their own ideas, their own ideologies, their own methods, and allow them to find themselves. And if you are hurt from somebody who is copying you, Let's turn this pain into fuel. So I wanna challenge this belief, right? If this is painful for you. What if being copied was actually a good thing because it's a sign that you are doing something remarkable, that you're an original, that you're an innovator? And what if you use being copied as a source of fuel to boost your confidence, your self-esteem, and your certainty that what you are doing is one of a kind? And what if you are in a category of one? And what if nobody could ever be you because there is only one you? And what if there was room for all of it to exist? Even somebody who did take your work, what if there was room for all of it to exist? Because we live in an infinite world. There are infinite possibilities. We are limitless beings. So what if someone can truly take something and it can exist and it can be out there and it can just exist in duality even if it came from your brain, right? I want you to just allow the idea of being copied to see that this is just another vehicle to deliver your genius into the world. Can we look at it that way? Because I promise you, if you shift your perspective into this way of thinking, when someone does copy you, it will be a lot less painful. Okay, my love, go be an original today and embrace when somebody wants to copy you and use that as your validation that you are doing something right. All right, we will see you in the next episode. Oh, hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this helps you, I would love for you to share the gift of confidence with a friend because this is how we all grow. So share this with your girls, a coworker, a fellow mama, or your fam on social media because we all need support in our confidence journey. So sharing can help us heal, feel better, and take steps to grow now. Also, I'd love if you would drop your rating in. Ratings and reviews help me so much more than you realize. 
And if you found yourself listening today and thinking, I need professional support, I would love to invite you to join the CAN program where I will teach you how to take confident action now. If increased confidence is what you want, this is multiple months of dedicated you time where we will do the deep work on you to create your most confident self, both personally and professionally. Because once you know how to generate the feeling of confidence from the inside out, the possibilities become endless and your results become inevitable. This is the most valuable investment you will ever make in yourself. And I cannot wait to see who you become on the other side of doing this work on you. So visit me at soulmakeup.com to learn more or come be my bestie on Instagram. You can find me at your soul makeup. See you next time.